Welcome everyone to another episode of the She Ventures Now podcast. I am your host, Gayon Nicole, and I'm also the founder of SheVenturesNow.com, where I encourage millennial women to make quantum leaps in personal change. And as I've said before, those changes could be either a career change, it could mean leveling up in your love life as a single woman, or it could mean starting a business from scratch. And so for today's episode, I have the wonderful Shamika Lemon, who is the founder of Peacefully Profitable and also a member of the Success Circle Mastermind Group facilitated by Courtney Sanders of Thinking Grow Chick. We share the same business coach, which is how I came to know Shamika Lemon, and I've grown to appreciate her tips, her techniques, her expertise in managing the stresses and overwhelm of starting a business and maintaining a peaceful demeanor. Um, I am appreciative in her sharing her journey and the different ways she navigated the different seasons of startup. And so I know that you are really going to enjoy this episode. And so stay tuned. Let's jump right in. Um, Sort of the theme of this podcast is, and the season of the podcast that you were jumping into is business startup. And what I'd love for you to do is to really just introduce yourself and let people know about how we're connected and exactly what you do and how your journey started. Okay, absolutely. So I am Sharika Lemon, and I am the founder of Peacefully Profitable. Um, This company actually started out as Mediation Solutions Group. And with Mediation Solutions Group, I was hired by, um, I only had corporate clients at the time, and I was hired by these corporations to come in and train their employees on how to handle, you know, the things that we deal with in in corporate America. workplace conflict, uh, leadership skills, productivity, like just remaining very productive, um, and just kind of train them on how to do these things and still be really effective in your role. And so I found that um, every time I went in for a training in corporate America, every time it never failed, at least four or five people would walk up to me and say, hey, you know, when it was over, I need these, these are things that I actually struggle with in my personal life. You know, a lot of them were entrepreneurs well and they were like you know I struggle with this in my business but most of all this is something that I need you know um, I need for this to start at home I struggle with this at home not just at work thinking and I'm like you know service two different types of clients here I don't necessarily just have to service my corporate clients so that's what brought on the peacefully profitable side of things. Um, I'm now trying to ease my way over to operate only under peacefully profitable, um, but because some companies still know me as Mediation Solutions Group, I do still have that um, and just kind of doing business as peacefully profitable. Okay. But I do now, yeah. So now I just I, I still do the exact same thing in corporate America, still service them doing that, and now I just help um, individual clients like regain that productivity and just help them really reach those goals that are they have been trying to reach. I love it. That's a little bit of my I love it. Can you give us some insight as to how you named your your business venture? Because I think I think it speaks volumes of of sort of the results you're trying to bring. But I, I want to hear more about like that. Like how did you get there? There's a lot of pressure behind that name. Um, so first of all, when I, I had mediation solutions group 
And I think we're going to get kind of into that in, in this podcast. But um, when I had that, I, I didn't have a coach at the time. I just kind of started my business. I'll go ahead and just kind of get into it. I started my business um, with little to no help, little to no knowledge, little to no money. Um, and so I came up with that name. It was just like Mediation Solutions Group. We'll do that. You know, I do a little bit of mediation, you know, when, when I'm going in and doing these trainings. But the name just didn't feel authentic to me. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel like what I was trying to uh, deliver when I went in and did these trainings. Right. Um, one of the things that people close to me know about me is that I love peace. I have to have peace around me. Like if I don't have it, my world is just, uh, you know, torn to pieces. So um, I got, I, I hired a coach um, and we were just kind of sitting and talking one day and, you know, she was like, who is Shamika? Who are you? What do you love? What do you enjoy? Mm -hmm. um, and that's how we really came up with that name. I told her about my background, how I love peace. I, I try to bring peace, even if it's just with a friendship, you know, right. um, even if it's with a family member, those types of things. And so I brought it into my business. And that's how we came up with Peacefully Profitable. Um, and, you know, what most people want profit, most people want money, you know, so yeah. this is... <laughs> This is what we all need um, or, or want. So this is how I came up with Peacefully Profitable. It's just really who I am. Yeah. Um, I try to bring peace and calmness to those around me. So that's really how, how I came up with the name. Yeah. I think it's actually a great competitive advantage and a value add with that name because people know without a doubt, you're not just trying to help them get profitable. You're trying to have them, like in my way, when I first saw your brand and your website, I felt, wow, like that's a strong objective. That's a strong businesswoman. That's a strong brand because people want peace. They don't just need to profit. Like I think after a while they understand they need to profit, they get there, but they want their operations to be, pro um, to be peaceful. So that's really cool. Yeah. And I, and I also find that a lot of people lose that peace. Like when we, we yeah. The thing about it is, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's really hard sometimes, but we, 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 we have to stop chasing money because that's what makes us, that's the number one thing that makes us lose that piece. Yeah. Um, we yeah. have to only chase the profit side of it, you know, the, the money side of it. So you have to really um, find balance and be able to continue on with that piece that you started with, you know, that piece that you had before everything got hard in entrepreneurship. Like, you know, that piece that you also, you know, you, you, you always want to carry with you with everything that you do, no matter how stressful it gets. Um, so like I said, um, people always bring up the name of my company. And so that's why I feel like there's a lot of pressure behind that. Like, I really, really have to deliver in this business because of the name. Wow. Yeah. Now I understand what, what you mean when you said there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a client say, hey, I don't feel peaceful? It's so funny. I did have one that contacted me, like in the, uh, they, they, he sent me an email and in the subject line, it said, I am lacking peace. And, you know, in the, and, and he was, he was being, um, facetious with it. Yeah. You know, he was being facetious with it. And it was really funny, um, because he was like, you know, my business is, is really booming right now. I'm stressed out. I'm wearing too many hats. Help me get back to that peace side of things. So, you know, like I said, it is, it's, it's, I love it. Um, I love that more than any of it, you know, just helping people get back to that place because things can function so much better when you have that peace internally. Um, and yes. and it's, a, it's something that a lot of us lack, you know, yes. so. Yes. Love it. Love it. So you gave us some detail about your entrepreneurship journey. Now, here's the thing. I know that you, you sort of 
you, you pivoted, right? With Media Solutions Group to Peacefully Profitable. What was pre-Media Solutions Group? What was pre-Sharmika Lemon, Peacefully Profitable? What was that? Before the business. Okay, yeah. yes. So um, before the business, I was working in corporate America and um, I have been, whew, I've had several jobs for one. Um, I was always trying to find my way, just trying to find out who I was in corporate America. Never could find it. This is how I ended up here, but um, I've been everything. <laughs> Listen, that is a story to tell. That is a story to tell. I have tell been it, everything please, from tell an accountant. <laughs> yes, I, I, I've been everything from an accountant to a director, um, to a customer service rep, to a health consultant. Like I've been all these things. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed everything because another thing about me is that I have to give 100%. If, if I'm unhappy, if I'm happy, you know, if my name is tagged onto something, especially when it comes to a company that I'm working for, I still give 100%. Right. Um, but every single day, nothing ever felt authentic. Nothing ever felt real. Nothing ever felt peaceful, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and because that's what I need, that's what I seek, it's what opened my eyes to let me know that I need to be doing something differently. Um, and not continuously searching for what tradition tells us what we need to do or, you know, what we seek other people doing. Now, also don't get me wrong. I don't want to, you know, go get off of, of subject or anything, but um, I do think that, you know, working in corporate America is for some people because there are some people out there who are absolutely amazing at what they do and absolutely. they love their jobs. Yeah. You know, I commend those people. Um, but when you know that that person is not you, it's time to look at, you know, different avenues and, and, yeah. and search for, you know, what it is that's going to bring that happiness to you. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, that was me, you know, before the businesses, I was just kind of in and out of many, many different jobs. I'm going to be transparent here. Like it's just what I did. Like I just, if I wasn't happy, I was on the internet searching for another job, trying to figure out what else I could do. Um, I do have a bachelor's degree in business administration. Um, and then I have a master's in peace and conflict studies. Um, yeah. And so, you know, with these degree, you know, even with the, the paper, you know, the degrees, it still never gave me that fulfillment that I also seek. And I just kept saying to myself, there's no way that I'm supposed to feel this way every single day until retirement. There's just no way that this is the, the life that God has for me. Um, like I said, this, it is the life that he has for some people. And you can tell who those people are um, by how they, how they perform their jobs, how you know, that they still have that smile on their face when they get home from work. Um, so that is, I'm not saying that entrepreneurship is for everyone. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, so, so I just knew the feeling that I had every day, it, there was no way that that was the feeling that God wanted me to have every day. So right. this is how I ended up. Entrepreneurship. Did yes. you feel, did you, would you, would it be safe to say you felt like a latent anxiety on the inside while you were in those jobs? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Anxiety, um, which was another reason why I wanted to um, pop back in in corporate America, but, you know, on my own time, on my own terms, and, you know, teach a lot of the things that I um, knew were the issues with, with um, employees in corporate America, um, to try to bring that peace back to these other people. I was no longer there, but I, I knew, you know, in conversation and just speaking with coworkers on a daily basis, you know that um, pretty much the, the issues that occur every, is kind of across the board with everyone. So you kind of know, what's happening here and what's happening there, what people don't like about their job. It's, it's almost a, the same across the board. Yeah. Um, so it was even why I kind of wanted to pop back into corporate America and, and just at least try to bring that peace that I knew I had 
back into those, you know, pour it back into those people that I know didn't have it. So I love it. I love it. Um, how long, so tell me now, like how long have you been on your entrepreneurial journey from the time you transitioned from corporate America to even including media solutions? Like how long has that been? Yeah. So in 2013 was actually when I started mediation solutions group. And again, if I can just be transparent there, um, I quit my job with zero clients, zero money, like zero anything. I, I, I actually, I started the LLC. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was not a good decision. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest that to anyone um, because I wasn't operating off of, I was operating off of feelings, which is the worst thing that you could ever do. <laughs> um, and I just grew an impatient. I grew very impatient. Um, I, I, I lacked patience and I didn't wait to hear from, you know, from God telling me what I really needed to do. So I quit my job and started Mediation Solutions Group with zero. Oh no. Of, of struggle. I did a lot of free work, a lot of pro bono work, and I still did some speaking engagements for people, like I said, unpaid, to get that you know experience. So it wasn't 100% a bad idea, but about 90, 95% of it was. Yeah. Um, so, I, um, I quit my job and I started Mediation Solutions in 2013. I ended up going back into corporate America because I got nervous, I got scared, and I, I, the clients weren't coming in the way I thought that they were. Uh, for whatever reason, I thought they were just going to fall into my lap. And it just, entrepreneurship does not happen that way. Um, it doesn't happen that way at all. Just, people are not going to know who you are if you're not putting yourself out there. You're not doing the work. Um, you're not, you know, out connecting and networking networking with other people is just not going to magically happen and I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make um they just feel like oh well I'm, I'm awesome at what I do I'm great at what I do so there's no way I'm not gonna have any clients and that's just not the truth um and that that may have been my thought process back then so I went back into corporate America um and what, what I did there this time was I made sure that while I was working and I had income coming in that I was investing in my business uh, my rebranding, uh, my hiring of coaches, that type of thing. I did it the right way this time. Um, and I thankfully have not had to go back into corporate America, um, you know, because of it. I did it the, the absolute right way. I, I had patience. I had someone guiding me along the way because, you know, in 2013, I did not have a coach. I even have one now. Um, I'm hoping to always have one because I want to always be learning, you know. Right. So, so, um, I, I just, there are, there are steps to it. You cannot just jump into it and think that things are going to magically happen for you. You really have to take these major steps um, to make sure that you're doing it the right way and that you get, you know, um, everything that you absolutely deserve out of an entrepreneurship. So, Agreed. Um, I, would, I would agree. Yeah. I've definitely jumped some steps and I felt the, 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 the backlash of jumping some steps and, and yeah. now after and I think we all go through failures too because it's part of the journey. Even though we don't, you know, you don't want to have to, but um, I've I've definitely learned from being uh, rash and being uh, impatient with myself and realizing, oh, you you you'll run yourself to the ground, <laughs> and you realize, no, that's not the way to do it. You know, you can't run yourself. You cannot be. You like I've realized more and more I am my greatest instrument and I've got to take care of me if I'm going to serve people better. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I, if I don't serve me, I can't serve anyone in my business. It doesn't make any sense. So, 
That's right. And, and that was another mistake as well. I tried to wear all the hats. Um, we do that as well. Um, we try to wear all the hats. We don't want to hire people who have been trained to do certain things to run a business that we don't know anything about. Like, you know, in the beginning, that's just what your thought process is. Oh, I can do it. I don't need anyone to help me do that. That was another mistake um, that I made. So now, you know, if it's something, because I, I like quality work, I try to have everything, make sure everything is, is, is quality before I deliver it. Um, so now if it's something that I feel like I'm not going to give my greatest, I'm not going to be absolutely great at it. I definitely delegate that out and have someone who is better trained to do it, do that for me. So I'm not wearing 10 million hats now. That's good. Um, I like that. And not only that, like when I'm, when I think about it that way, and when I service my clients that way, I'm able to give them 100% versus the 50, you know, if I'm still out here trying to do all these other things, um, instead of servicing them. So, um, Jordan, that was another I don't know if you know Jordan Gill from the Colada Group. She um, she uses that phrase. Uh, she's all about systems, and for the sake of again yeah. having peaceful profitability, peaceful processes, she's big on systems so that you can be and operate in your zone of genius while you're operating your business. And so when I'm hearing you say that, I feel like it's reminding me, and I think it's going to remind anybody that's listening that you have to dedicate, you have to give yourself permission to delegate stuff so that you can do what only you can do, right? Because you, I know I've, I've worn many a hat, and sometimes it's not even a matter of me not wanting to delegate. It's because I think I can learn everything and do it and like do it well. Like I can do it better. <laughs> I can do it better than the freelancers that are out right. there. And it's really, you don't have time to do it. That's the problem. I don't have time. So no, I mean, you'll just, you'll really run your Self crazy trying to do it all. I'm, I'm serious about it. And I mean, I, I understand where, you know, the, you, you think that you know exactly what you want. And sometimes it's hard to tell other people what you want and they may not actually get it, you know. Right. Um, so there's, there may be a disconnect there, but I guarantee like if you guys sit down and really talk about it, um, get to a point where they do understand, be okay with giving it to that person, be okay with delegating it out. Yeah. Um, you really have to, clients can see when you're not present you know, when you're not present, even if you guys are right in front of each other, clients can tell body language tells everything. Uh, communication is everything. So they can tell when you're not present 100%. So you really want to make sure that you're delegating things out so that you can be present. That's good. Yeah, that's a great point. Do you have any more aha moments along your journey? Things that like only, I mean, just things that in the, what, the four years that you've been operating that you feel like if I were to write a book, this is what I put in it. <laughs> Let's see. Well, the, the main thing, the main thing that if, if you know, if anyone walks away with anything is that you really um, take your time with things, like take your time with things and be okay with a little bit of failure uh, because there's always um, room to learn. Give yourself permission to learn from those failures. Um, there's, we're not robots. Like there's no one out there that's, that's um, not going to ever make any mistakes. Like we all are going to make them but it's really what you take from that. Um, I've learned so much on this journey, even from all of the mistakes that I've made, and I've made many, um, but just looking back on them all, I felt like now, then I didn't feel this way, but, but, but now I feel like I needed every one of those mistakes because wow, I'm so that's, better at running my business. Yeah. So much better yeah. because now when things come up, I take my time with handling it. It's not so rushy, rushy and, oh my gosh, how am I gonna make this better? Like, how am I gonna work that out? I can take my time with it so that I can really take in what exactly just happened. 
So um, mistakes are okay. You know, they're, they're going to happen, but it's what you get from it. You have to, okay, what was I supposed to learn from this? And really take the time to, to figure it out. Um, nice. And next time, you know, I guarantee it'll, things will run a little bit smoother next time. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's entrepreneurship. It's, it's very, it's interesting. Um, it's very important with, you know, the people that you keep around you. Um, another aha moment was, was that exactly, um, without being harsh or being, um, what's a good word for it? I don't know a good word for it right now, but without seeming, you know, to be a mean person, Better, yeah. I had to shift my circle. I just had to shift my circle. Um, because, you know, a lot of people these days are, are not reaching for the top. They, they're claiming to reach for the top. They're claiming to, that they're aiming for the very best, but their actions don't show it. So if I, you know, was starting to look around me and see that I was around those people, where did I think that I was going to end up? You know, where exactly did I think that my business was going to go if I'm around people who are living a mediocre life on purpose? You know, they know that they have the options to change. They know that they have the, the means to change, but they don't. Um, and if I'm constantly around people that have that mindset, it's, it's not going to take me to the places that I know I want to go. Um, and we all have the ability to go to the absolute top. It's not just specific people who have that option. We all do. Um, so you just have to also be careful with um, your surroundings, the people that you let into your business, um, into your dreams and your goals, just be really careful who you share that with. And, and very true. I think that we all, all we're all grown and we, <laughs> you know, we know who we can share certain things with. We already know this. Um, and just keep very positive people around you, especially people who um, are already where you want to go and are willing to share, you know, their journey with you. Keep those people around you as well. Yeah. Man, those are some hard truths. It's true. I mean, because, you know, a lot of the friendships that we make when we're younger or before we make hard moves or transitions into entrepreneurship are with people who, um, and again, nothing's wrong with corporate America, but are people who have, you know, rooted themselves in a way of life or a way, uh, a career path that, like you said, it can be perceived as being mediocre because, for us, maybe we're trying to strive for something better, something greater. And even personally, development-wise, we're trying to strive for something greater. I feel like that's a big engine in every entrepreneur is the personal development within us is just on a different path than someone who may not be. And again, that's not to say entrepreneurs are better than people who are not. It's just something that's on the inside and internal that I think I hear you communicating in that, in that uh, aha moment. So that's, it's hard. And I've, I've experienced it too. Right. And, and it's a lot of, in a lot of ways, you kind of, you have to use some form of discernment and finesse with those relationships to know how to like, not put people down, not make people feel embittered. Cause it can be tricky. What, you know, why aren't you coming around? Why aren't you hanging? It's so, it's tricky. It's tricky. It can, it can be very tricky. That, those are using your discerning skills. That's, that's a powerful tool. That's a very powerful tool. Yeah. Um, but it also opens the door to see, you know, who's really behind you and, and who's not, like who's really willing to it opens up a lot when you follow your passion, when you stop dimming your light for people because you think that, you know, they're gonna think that you're better. When you stop all those things, you really get to open your eyes and see, you know, who's really in your corner. And that's 
those are the people that you keep with you. Um, and it's unfortunate that some people can't go along, but they just can't. Like change, we have to understand that change is not going to happen if we're continuously doing the same things. Like um, the outcome that you see that you're getting right now, if you're continuing to do those same things, you know, continuing to be around those same people, the same things are going to happen. It just is. <laughs> um, and there's, this is a very simple way to say it. And, and I think that people can understand that. Like, please, once you make change, the change that you know you need in your life, things are going to change. Things are going to start looking differently for you. Um, and if that means some people are not going to be there when your eyes open, that's just what it means. You know, we can still love people from afar, but if we want to see change in our lives um, and we know someone, a particular someone is bringing us down and not helping us, we have to say goodbye. You know, we have to say goodbye sometimes. It, it, it's just, it's, it's what it is. Um, <laughs> that's basically what it is. I don't, I don't have to continue to try to explain it. I think, you know, we'll, we'll all understand that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think somebody, somebody got like a, really uplifted from that. I feel like there's a lot of people that don't realize a lot of this stuff is, um, it, it forces you to really level up personally. It's not just, a, it's yeah. not just a business project that doesn't cause anything in your personal life to change. It really does force you to level up personally. That's, that's something that I'm hearing and I, that's something I'm experiencing. So I appreciate you sharing that. So here's the fifth question I want to ask you. What would you say is one thing that you think makes or breaks a novice <laughs> entrepreneur? Can you hear me? Hello, you still there? Oh, I think the internet connection kind of slowed a little bit. Um, I was doing everything on my own um, and I didn't have any help. I was wearing all the hats. So the, the main thing, like I said, the second time around when I did go back into corporate America, the, the, my main focus was to make sure that you know, when I was making money from corporate America, that I was putting it back into my business heavily. Um, the best way I knew how, what, what areas need this, these funds this week, or what areas do I need to focus on now? You know, what coach will I need or what course do I need to take to make sure that the next time that I'm, you know, I, I quit my nine to five will be my last time doing that. And I can really have a business that's running, really have clients, like all of that kind of thing. So um, I think if you're not, first of all, if you're not investing in your business, um, I don't see how that's going to successfully make your business right, making any kind of investments of any kind. It doesn't have to be with a coach, um, you know, so to speak, but there has to be some kind of investments being put back into your business. Um, so that's, that's definitely something that I feel personally will make or break, you know, a novice entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, for sure. I mean, I, I've experienced it. So that's why I'm able to speak on that. Um, the minute I started investing in, and not just on anything, you know, on a lot there um, in the social media world or the internet world, um, where, you know, people are always getting, trying to get us to sign up for courses or, or different things like that. But not just anything, just make sure that what you sign up for is something that's going to 100% and totally uh, benefit your business and the growth of your business that you're trying to see. I like um, it. So definitely investing in your business. Mm -hmm. I like it for sure. I think some people can overlook that under the banner of trying to do a, a bootstrap startup or a lean startup or, and in some ways it's funny because it's tricky. I think I've, I've had this desire of 
like I like, and I was even trying to fashion a course to call it like a side hustle to help someone start their side hustle. But the problem with a side hustle is sometimes you might, it's tricky because you might think you don't need to invest as much in it because it's a side hustle. And it's like, you know, so it's, it's, it's balancing that tension. I think as a novice entrepreneur, this is, this is stuff that I kind of encountered at least. There was this moment where I realized you know, me calling my business a side hustle wasn't helping me invest more in it and taking it seriously. And I had to transition mentally to say, no, this is something that I want to do and pursue like for a long time, a sustainable venture. It's going to feed me, grow my family. It's going to need water. It's going to need food. It's going to need investment, Right. you know? And I think that's something- right. that- We do have to be careful. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, we do have to be careful with, with what we call it, like call it a side hustle. I mean, anything that, you know, that you tag side onto, you know, you have your side chick, all that kind of thing. Like, how do you treat that? Like, we don't treat that as our, our own. You get what I'm saying? So um, I understand that there are side hustles out there and that's what, you know, that's what they've been called. But you really have to be careful with that because you'll end up treating it just as that. That's so if it is a side hustle, yeah, you, it, that's what you'll end up doing. Yep. Um, put much energy in that as you would if it were your full-time gig. Um, so you, you have to put the same amount of energy, pour your, your entire heart into it as well. You know, um, if it is, if it is well, a side hustle and you do work a nine to five, um, give it, just give it that same energy, you know, give it that same energy, pour into that just as if it were your, your only source of income, like treat it the same, treat it like wife, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. Um, you do, we get yeah, really careful um, with calling it that because that's what we'll start treating it as. But exactly, yeah. it's true. It's true. All right. So, are you ready for rapid fire questions? Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, number one, in your opinion, if business operations and branding were in a boxing match, who would win? Okay, business operations and branding. Yeah. I would definitely say branding. Really? Branding. Um, I just, well, I I feel like branding is important. I just know that like, if I'm going to, um, it's, I think it's because it's the first thing that you see. Like if you're looking to work with someone, what do you do? The first thing you do is you go to their website. Um, you check out, you know, are they on, when you Google their name, what comes up? Like, are they on like one of the first things to come up or the first companies to come up? What are their images looking like? Um, you know, what, what do they post? All that kind of thing. So, um, I mean, they're both important. This was kind of tough, actually. But I think that the majority would probably say maybe branding. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Number maybe. two. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. It's supposed to be controversial because I think a lot of people are still, that it's, there's a school of thought behind each one of them, you know? Yes. Yeah. So. As I was saying it. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm actually, they're both kind of important, so I don't know, but yeah. And they are. They are. They are. So number two, you've been given the task of writing the manual of entrepreneurship. Page one, according to Shamika Lemon, is or says? Page one uh, of the manual. Uh, let, me look, let me look here because I, this one I think was really... Okay, page one of wanting to be an entrepreneur is, I yeah. think that's how... Yeah. Okay, on page one, I would definitely say you need to have your why because that's important and it's something that a lot of us do not take the time to try to figure out. What is my why? Why do I want to be an entrepreneur? Am I chasing money? 
Am I chasing success? What am I chasing here? What is it that I want out of this and why? So I would say um, there needs to be space there for that why before starting nice. anything else. I like that. I like that. Definitely personalizes it. Number three, the cost of you starting up your business so far has been, and this can be monetary, but it could also be emotional, mental, taking a holistic approach to cost. Okay. Since 2013? Mm-hmm. Um, well, in 2013, um, like I said, I didn't invest at all. So this second time around, I have invested heavily. Um, so I would say about uh, anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars okay yeah and that's, that's good for people to hear. yeah that's, that's good for that's people to hear. go ahead go ahead i'm sorry yeah that's no that's okay um i wouldn't say that that's going to be the case for everyone it just really depends on um on your investments and what you feel you need um i just i needed a lot um and i i um these coaches have been really really important for me everyone may not need a coach though so the majority of of that may have you know been from coaching expenses but um there was a lot of it that i did invest into uh, my business and growing my brand so it's right. a combination of different things yeah right no absolutely number four great customer service according to shamika is um great customer service is definitely taking the time to really hear your customers out uh really making sure that you know when you they are in your presence they're not gathering that you just want their money but you really are there to service them and help them out of whatever the issue is. That's the main thing. The first thing that you need to figure out is how can you help them? What is their issue? What is the issue that you're there to resolve? Right. It's not how much they're willing to pay or what are they, what can they afford? You know, how much are they going to give you? Um, how can you fix the issue at hand? Got um, it. So good customer service is making sure that those problems are resolved. Love it. I love it. I love it. Number five, your personal philosophy on sales would be? Oh, on sales. <laughs> um, that's a tricky one. Let's see. I think this also ties along with um, good customer service. Um, you know, when your goal is to, to sell something, um, you know, you do have to have a certain amount of, I, I have to get this, you know, I have to get this sale and I do have to do this. So you do have to be, um, kind of firm and adamant when when trying to get that sale um but i do also feel like it's important you know the sale may occur a little bit quicker if you pay attention to that customer and you know really pay attention to servicing them versus getting that sale nice. um, so it's i think it ties along with customer service it's still very very important even in that case when trying to make a sale gotcha 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 number six your business mentor or mentors are? Oh, well, I, we probably have the same mentor. Uh, that's going to be Courtney Sanders of Thinking Woo-hoo! Road Chick. That is definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, that is my coach and mentor. Um, it's like, she's an amazing person. Uh, very, very good at what she does. Very passionate about it. Um, that's another thing that's important. You can tell when someone's passionate about what they do. Um, and you know, every time she opens her mouth, I just see the passion. Like she wants so much for her clients and the people that she services. So it's not just about her business growing um, versus making sure that everyone that she encounters wins with her. She's not the only, she doesn't want to win alone. That's um, good. Yeah. So I just, and she's very knowledgeable. Yeah. She's very, very knowledgeable. Um, 
and, and really takes the time to really learn about what it is that she's trying to deliver to others. Um, so yeah, that's, that's who my coach is. I see that in her as well, for sure, yeah. for sure. And number seven, and the final question of the rapid fire, rapid fire session is, what's been your greatest success moment so far? Okay, um, let's see, which one? Um, I have actually been hired to speak in front of 100 uh, human resources um, managers or business managers. But there, I had to speak in front of like all these leaders. And this was very early in my business, actually, the second time around. But it was very early um, in my business. And I walked into this place. I was hired, first of all, called in to do this. Um, so I was hired to do this. And I walked into this place. And, you know, I just, I kind of froze up. But at the end, these people, you know, they told me, um, that they learned so much from me and just, you know, the delivery was on point. It was exactly what they came in there for. Um, the total opposite of where my thoughts were going as I was speaking, wow. you know? Um, and so that was a really, yeah, that was a very, very eye-opening moment for me, a very powerful moment for me to be standing in front of all these leaders and for them to be willing to really listen to me. Um, you know, number one, being a female, um, you know, young female at that like it just it was just that was a very big moment for me um and it just it really opened my eyes and just gave me that confidence and that boost I think that I may have been missing just a little bit really um, this, was experience. this has been such a joy and a pleasure Shamika thank you thank you thank you for taking the time to share the journey the ups the downs the aha moments um, your advice, your wisdom. I feel like, um, you know, I just feel like you carry in a lot of older system wisdom for those of us who are younger in this and who are really trying to figure it all out. And I really believe in your brand, you know, just from what I've seen and you launching your website. Um, I feel it because I know what it's like to be an anxious entrepreneur and I know what it's like um, to not have your operations down, to not have it all together and needing that person to help you get back there. Um, so I know a lot of people can benefit from not just listening to this, this podcast, but possibly your services. So if you can, if you have any upcoming events or or programs that you're about to roll out. Um, can you share some of those items too? Oh, absolutely, thank you. So um, I can be found at, um, at peacefullyprofitable.com. So it's just Peacefully Profitable. And on that, um, on the about page or also the blog page, it lists my Instagram page, my Facebook page, uh, LinkedIn, which really everything is Peacefully Profitable except for Instagram. Um, it's Peacefully Shantae, but that's, it'll be on the page for you to see. But across the board, uh, pretty much it's peacefully profitable. Um, I do, actually I'm speaking at a graduation on Saturday. Um, I was hired to oh do that gosh. as well. Um, so yeah, it's actually, at, it, it's a graduation for some, a group of entrepreneurs who were, um, they went through some classes on, a lot of them are wanting to be authors and writers and just own their own business. So I'll be going in and, and really speaking to them about the ins and outs of running a business, you know, how to be successful, those types of things, um, learning from the mistakes, the errors, a lot of what we talked about here. Um, and then I'm also really excited, um, third quarter, I'm working on a mastermind group. Um, I don't know if you can see it, it's actually behind me, um, the Enriched Women um, Savor the Peace uh, Mastermind Group. So mm -hmm. I'm really excited about that. I, I have a small Facebook group, um, Peacefully Profitable, but 
I find that in that group, all of them may not be interested in the mastermind. So I'm starting a mastermind where we're going to really dig deep and focus on a lot of the things that entrepreneurs miss out on. And that's that piece is bringing it back to that piece, yeah. um, making sure that self-care, you know, we're, we're taking care of ourselves first um, and just learning, you know, a lot of different things and coming together with other like-minded women um, who are, you know, seeking the same thing, the same things that we are. So Love I also have that coming up. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really excited about that as well. So yeah, that's kind of, that's so good thank you again i really appreciate you and i know a lot of people who've been listening in or who will listen in will appreciate this as well thank you and i also just wanted to tell you that um if i didn't know any better i would not have known that your business was new um and the first thought when i saw your branding was she's going to be amazing at what she does Thank you, Shamika. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. That's all for now, friends. If you'd like to get updates on new episodes, articles, products, and coaching services to help you make quantum leaps and personal change, sign up for our newsletter at sheventuresnow.com slash updates.